Mark chapter 2 and verse 11, repeating that for the podcast. This will be recorded if you want to listen and maybe hear yourself laughing in the background or groaning in the background or whatever. Maybe that that was my cough, right? So it's going to be online in a little while after the church service is over. Mark chapter 2 and verse 11, I say unto thee, arise and take up thy bed and go thy way into thine house. And with the help of the Lord today, I would like to preach on the thought of a title, R-S-V-P. If you've ever received an invitation to a distinguished event, sometimes at the bottom of the invitation, there will be four letters, R-S-V-P. And that's French. If you, if you don't speak French, it's for répondre, s'il vous plaît. Isn't it responde? No, it's répondez. It's French. They, 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 there's no S in that word, okay? Répondez, s'il vous plaît, which means please respond. Not just take it and read it and throw it out like Brother Bigelow with the pamphlet on how to drive carefully, okay? But actually do something with it and respond. Well, what if we're not going? You have to respond. The response is what the party is looking for. And I believe in Jesus Christ. The Lord dealt with my heart is Jesus is dealing or looking for a response, please, from you or I. So this guy sent an RSVP invitation out to a costume party. It was going to be a high-end costume party. And of course, you want to know who's coming so you can know how much food to order, right? So two things were required. RSVP, which means please respond. And it was a costume party. So everybody was supposed to come dressed up. So he had a friend named Mike. And there's a, there's a knock on the door. The party's happening. Mark didn't respond with his RSVP. And the man opens the door who's holding the party. And there's Mike. He said, Mike. You didn't respond with an RSVP. He said, I know I forgot. And he said, and furthermore, Mike. Mike was dressed in, you know, jeans and a t-shirt. This is a costume party. You're not dressed in a costume. And then a a young lady appears at the door next to Mike. And he said, well, uh, I brought my girlfriend. And you didn't tell me you were bringing someone. And he said, actually, I am in costume. I, I... apologize for the the lack of response on the RSVP and he said well what are you and he said well just give me a moment and she jumped on his back you know and he was carrying her and he said I'm a turtle and he said what do you mean you're a turtle and he uh Rotated a little bit and he said, pointed to the lady that was on his back and said, this is Michelle. (laughs) Grown. Hey, can dads tell dad jokes? This is Michelle. I was like, on Sunday, I might have to tell that one like 14 times, right? Because turtles move slow, right? But you know, thank God the turtles made it to the ark, right? Thank God the snails made it to the ark. And thank God that I made it to the ark because Jesus is the ark. The Bible says that Jesus entered into Capernaum. 
And after some days, it was noise that he, not Mike and Michelle, but he was in the house. And so all the people were gathered together. And it said there was one that was coming to him, that he, was, he had four friends that carried him because he was sick. He was paralyzed of the palsy. And brethren, let me tell you, there is nothing like facing something to give you an identification of somebody that has faced something. God knows what we need. And this morning I leaned down to, to get some bleach. We have a, like a little bleach spray. Have you ever had like vertigo before? Woo! But I've had fries to go. No, this is not like fries to go. Vertigo means you're, you get congested and these little bones in your inner ear, they get pushed around or, or backed up. And so your equilibrium, your body, your body works on like a gyroscope. And if you have vertigo, you don't know which way is up and which way is down. So when I went down, I felt like I was going to pass out. And then when I came back up, I felt like I was going to throw up. I mean, I was on a roller coaster with no roller coaster in sight. And so, and I said, what do you do? I went and laid down and I was like moving real slow and bending down like this so that I wouldn't, I don't like feeling that. You know that people, they, they face real things. Say, preacher, why don't you just take the day off, man? I can't take the day off. I need to preach. And you know that the Bible said that this man, he was palsied, he was paralyzed, but he had some friends that brought him to Jesus. And the Bible said that he, they brought their friend to Jesus and there was nowhere to get in the house. So they went up the stairs and they broke up the roof. They had flat roofs and they broke up the thatch and they broke up everything else and let him down right in the midst before Jesus. And the Bible said that when Jesus saw their faith, and you know, that's how we approach Jesus Christ today. If you need something from Jesus Christ, approach him by faith. If you've got vertigo and you need to get healed, Approach him by faith, but come to Jesus by faith. Respond to Jesus Christ. So the Bible said he saw their faith and he said to the sick of the palsy, son, thy sins be forgiven thee. And that's where I'd like to look at the first thing. The Bible said that the first thing that Jesus said to this man was arise in our scripture. Arise. And the first thing I'd like to talk about is get up. Get up. You know, the first thing that Jesus said to this man was not arise, but it was really get up. The Bible said that he spoke to him and he said unto the young man who had the palsy. He said, son, thy sins be forgiven thee. Have you ever taken your car in to get an oil change and they tell you, the $5,000 of other things that are wrong with your car? Have you ever gone into the doctor for a checkup and they tell you, oh, by the way, you have this disease and this problem and this degenerative arthritis? It's like, no, 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 I just came in for the checkup. <laughs> no, 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 I just came in for the $24.99 oil change, okay? But you see, the people at the auto uh, garage, the people at the doctor's office, they can identify things that we need in our car or we need in our body that we're not aware of. And the first thing that Jesus said is, I see something that you're not aware of that you need. And he said, son, your sins are forgiven you. You know, the one thing that holds men and women back is not a physical uh, handicap. The one thing that holds us back from going to heaven, you know, we can go to heaven broken. We can go to heaven maimed. We can go to heaven sick. In fact, 
Many of us are going to go to heaven sick, right? <laughs> like this man had on his, his headstone. He said, I told you I was sick. <laughs> and then when Jesus heals down here, he really only heals you temporarily. Say, so what about Lazarus? Lazarus was raised from the dead. But then, do you know what happened to Lazarus years down the road? Lazarus died. That means he might have faced a sickness or something down the road. But Jesus spoke to something that was even greater need. And he said, son, I'm offering you forgiveness for your sins. And you know that that when we accept Jesus Christ, we have to be a partaker. God doesn't force us to receive forgiveness. But he identifies a greater need than a physical need. He said, you need forgiveness for your sins. The Bible said that there is not one righteous, no, not one. That our righteousness, the things that we think that are good, the Bible recognizes them in a different way. It recognizes them as filthy rags. And if you look at that, it's not talking about uh, an oil-soaked rag. Those are pretty gross. I did some work on my car, and then I thought I'd try to clean up the oil stains. On the, on the asphalt. They're still there. <laughs> I said, I'm going to spray brake cleaner on them because that will clean them up. <laughs> it made them even darker. <laughs> I don't know. I don't, there's some real dark spots outside of old-time pottery. That's for me. Okay, like one for the Father, one for the Son, and one for the Holy Ghost. And I scrubbed and scrubbed, and they only got worse, and they only got worse. But what it's talking about with filthy rags, if you've done any research, it's women's menstrual rags. So they didn't have tampons and stuff back then, but they would use those rags. And after their time of the month, they would be filthy and blood-soaked. And you know that uh, I'm thankful that the Bible says, Come, let us reason together. Saith the Lord in the book of Isaiah, Though your sins be as scarlet, They'll be, and the word that they used for scarlet was this worm. It meant double dyed. It was double dipped in this dye that was made. And it made a, a scarlet. So although your sins are double dipped and it's red and it can't be cleaned, he said it'll be white like wool. There is a way that Jesus can clean us up, but God is looking for a response. And the Bible said, they said, who can forgive sins but God only? Guess what? Yes. And Jesus Christ is God. And Jesus Christ can forgive sins. And when our sins are forgiven, we can arise. Jesus began to communicate with them. He said, what's easier to say? Your sins be forgiven? Or rise, take up thy bed and walk. Doctors can cure a lot of diseases, right? But which one's easier? Well, it's harder to say your sins are forgiven. You know that all sin is committed against God. Say, well, I sinned against my wife or I sinned against the church or I sinned against the the store because I stole something. You know, there was a a person that that, uh, came to me and and they said, sir, I, I stole some diapers. This was a brother. I stole some diapers from the store. Because he was having some, you know, hard times in his life and he had a newborn and he just walked right out of like Target or whatever. This is years ago. It's no one in here. Okay. I'm not like pointing fingers. And, uh, and I said, he's like, what do I do? I was like, does anyone come to you with stuff like that? What do you do? I said, okay, brother, here's what you do. Take the diapers, walk right back into Target and pay for them. (laughs) And I think that's what he did or whatever. You know that, which is easier to say. See, but that sin wasn't against Target. You can, you can go buy the diapers, but the sin, and he didn't know. He did it without knowledge, okay? He was just going through a lot. But 
Sin is against God. So we need forgiveness from God. And the blood of Jesus Christ provides forgiveness from God and allows us to stand up out of condemnation, to stand up out of being depressed, to stand up out of being down. And the first thing that Jesus said to, that he wanted the man to respond to was, and he said this, but that ye may know that the Son of Man hath power on the earth to forgive sins. You know, the reason that he healed him was not to show him and show everybody else that God has miracle power. The, there's a message in every miracle. So if, if someone has a miracle in their life, what's the message behind the miracle? The message was that Jesus has power on the earth not to heal someone who's paralyzed, but that Jesus has power on the earth to forgive sins. And God has power. And then he spoke unto the man with the palsy and he said, I am saying unto you arise. And the Bible said, what did he do? He responded. He arose. You know, when Jesus comes into your life, that's what God's going to begin to do in your life. He's going to say, get up. And the Bible said, when they went to look for Jesus' body, they went into the graveyard. And the angel said, be not affrighted. Ye seek Jesus of Nazareth, which was crucified. He is Risen. That's what Christians go around and say on Easter, right? He is risen. At least we, were, we grew up Lutheran, right? So one person would say, he is risen. And then the other person would say, he is risen indeed. And then I got to the south, right? And it's true. That's from the Bible. Right? But then I got to the south and someone said, God is good. And I said, yes. <laughs> I was not from the south. And they said, no, you're supposed to say all of the time. You know that not just he is risen and he is risen indeed, but man, when you get saved, when you get up out of your sin, when you begin to look unto Jesus, where in heaven, the author and the finisher of our faith, who sat down at the right hand of God because his work on the cross was finished. His redemption of our sin was completed. And God said that you can get up out of that old life. Brethren, God is good all of the time. And I realize that that's what God wants us to do. He wants us just to get up. I like that. He said, I'm saying to you, you know, the world says a lot of things to you. The world will say, well, you're down or someone tells you to get down. And I'm not talking about like James Brown, but they tell you to get down and stay down because you're depressed. You're supposed to act this way. But Jesus said, I say unto you, arise. You know that God is here to get men and women up. Then we respond. He said, RSVP, respond. Well, how does Jesus want us to respond? God doesn't want us to wallow in our sin. God paid for our sin. God wants us to stand up out of our sin. And the Bible said we're seated in heavenly places where? In Christ Jesus. Arise, get up, RSVP. How did he respond? The man said, the man got up, just like that. And you know that when, you're, uh, when God tells you to get up, you can get up. Paul was preaching and noticed that someone had faith to be healed. You know what Paul said? Stand up right on my feet. That's what Paul said. The man already had faith. He didn't even throw the name of Jesus in there. God was already telling that man, stand up. And the Bible said the man walked and leapt. Just like that. God not only healed him, but God gave him the, uh, the physical power to retrain how to walk. You know, just because your legs have strength, you have to relearn how to walk. Bam, but God can do all of that in just one moment. I remember reading of a, a man named Brother Andrew. 
and uh, he was wounded in combat. He got uh, hit, so he'd kind of like ride a bicycle, and one of his legs was lame, but he'd given himself to Jesus Christ. And one day, he was just kind of pushing himself, you know, kind of like a wheelchair, but it was his bicycle. And the man, I think, is still alive, preaching the gospel, right? He used to run Bibles into Soviet Russia, right? Pretty awesome. Hide him in the trunk of his car. The guards would look right at the Bibles and say, and not see them. I mean, that's complete God. Read about it. It's, brother, it's amazing to behold. But God would do that, and the, the border guards would look at the Bible and say, oh, nothing here. And then they, he would take the Bibles into, like, Berlin and all these other places, excuse me, into uh, the communist-controlled Berlin and spread the gospel. But early when he was a Christian, he was just kind of going on his way, and his leg, which was wounded from combat, just went like, I think it was his ankle. It just, like, went like, pop. And just like that, he could walk again. I mean, he's still walking, what, 40 or 50 or 60 years later, still preaching the gospel. God just instantly healed him because the God that says arise, brethren, he can do it spiritually, but God can do it physically. And he didn't even know what happened. He could just got off the bicycle and started walking. Brethren, God's done it before. He's doing it today. And God's not about to stop. He said, arise. But he said, I say unto you. So if God's telling you, man, I can heal you. Just get up and let God be the healer in your life. Arise. RSVP. RSVP. And the, the next thing he said was, take up thy bed. So he says, get up. And then he said, clean up. Take up thy bed. The man was brought on the couch like a pallet, probably looked like a stretcher. And have you ever sat in the bed when you were sick for a couple days, a week, a couple months? Now, they didn't go have the, the, the linen fresh laundry service every two days for the bed, okay? Mm. Someone who's been sitting there in the bed for a couple weeks, what do those mattresses smell like and look like? Something lovely, right? Right, like something that the cat dragged in. When I was a kid, or we had a cat, and the cat would hunt for us. The cat was called Midnight, and the cat was black, right? That cat was from Africa, right? It was when we were living in Africa. So this cat could open the door. So the cat would go there, and you know what cats like to do to their owners? They like to bring a present. So I was eating, like, you know, uh, cereal or something in the morning, and I felt something under the table. And I, you know, just eating my breakfast. And I remember, but my bare feet, because you just got up and, and looked under there. And there was like, I think, part of a rat or a mouse that Midnight had brought into her owners because she loved us and cared for us and wanted to show us her gratitude for providing her a place to stay by bringing a carcass of an animal. Okay? And you know what? If you sit in a bed for a couple weeks or a month or a year, your bed is going to smell like that rat smell. But Jesus said to the man, get up. And he said, man... Take your bed up, man. This thing, man, that's nasty. You know that after you take a shower and you go back and look at your work clothes or your work bed or your hospital bed, say, man, that's not the, that's the old me. God's got the new me. You know that God gives us a clean life. And when God cleans up our life, he said, I want you to clean up everything about your life. He said, start with that. Respond, please. And he said he took up his bed. You know that when my wife and I, we have a nice bed, but what she didn't know is that uh, um, I'm going to have it replaced with a trampoline. So, preacher, what will your wife do? And she finds out that you had your bed replaced with a trampoline. How she respond? Let me tell you, she'll hit the roof. 
<laughs> Not really, right? Because I'm cheap. My bed works fine, right? <laughs> you know that when Jesus tells up, he says, take up your bed. You know, if God said it, I can do it. If God said it, I can do it. I don't have to check with anybody. He said, I say unto you, pick up your bed. Now, the miracle had already happened. The man rose up, and uh, then he did the next thing. And notice, it's a constant state of responding. When God says, do one thing, you do it, and then God will tell you, do something else. What do you do? RSVP. God's like, okay, I told you to do this. Respond, s'il vous plaît. Répondez, s'il vous plaît. One more thing. Uh, Now take up your bed. Clean up. You know that a lot of times the things that we do they're to try to deal with the things that we have in life, that we are, right? And a lot of people, they try to deal with things. They become, uh, our actions become, and a lot of times our sin becomes a coping mechanism for the, the unpleasant things in our life. And so some people can deny them. They deny that they even have a problem. So like uh, this man went to... Uh, a bar and uh, you know, ordered a drink and the bartender gave him a drink and he threw it in the bartender's face. And the bartender said, excuse me? He said, oh, I'm so sorry. So they ordered another drink. The bartender gave him a drink. He threw it in the bartender's face. The bartender said, get out of my bar. And so the man came back two weeks later and the bartender said, get out of my bar. He said, no, I've been to the doctor. I've been to the psychiatrist, okay? And he said, you have? He said, yep, I've gotten treatment. So, may I have a drink? The bartender pours him a drink. He picks up the drink and throws it in the bartender's face. The bartender says, I thought you said you got treatment. The psychiatrist said, I just don't have any problems. That's just who I am. You know, a lot of times that people, they just deny, I don't have a problem. You have a problem. You know, you ever see that someone in a mirror saying, I don't have a problem. You have a problem. They're denying that they have a problem. But you know what? Isn't it something? Everybody else can see that we've got a problem. I remember I was working with a guy, uh, working with a guy. And uh, man, we had a hard time getting along. It was in construction. And thank God for Jose, my partner, right? I'm trying to remember the name of the guy, but we probably don't want to say it. It was 20, 20 years ago in Washington State. Jason, maybe his name. But I, you know, nobody knows him here, I don't think. But, but he would just get mad and different things. Eventually, I think he quit or was fired. But um, he had a problem with everybody and everybody, everyone. And my friend Jose, who was my partner, he, he spoke to the man. He said, you know what? He said, maybe it's not everybody else. Maybe it's you. And you know what? The man was quiet. You know, a lot of times our actions, first we can deny them. Then we can drown them if we have a problem. And people drown them. They might drown them in certain types of, if they don't throw it in the bartender's face, they'll drown themselves in certain substances. They'll drown themselves. They'll go get a prescription from the doctor and they'll take something to override their feelings of down, being down and being hurt with a, with a chemical of some sort. And some people will try to distract themselves. You know, if they're not having intimacy in their relationships with their wife, they'll go online. Say, preacher, no one in here has ever done that. But you're distracting yourself from the real problem. You need intimacy with your wife, not intimacy with the person on the internet. 
Ooh, that's really rough, isn't it? But you know what? Say so nobody does it right, and the industry is not like a billion or trillion dollar industry, right? Nobody buys, nobody looks. But you see, it all comes down to cleaning up. Say, so preacher, but how do I clean up? You respond to what Jesus says and clean up. You see, we don't drown. We don't distract. We don't deny. But the thing that we can do is like when that dawn, have you ever seen the dawn commercial? When that one drop hits the grease and the grease just goes like this? We need the blood of Jesus Christ that can dissolve the power of sin. That can dissolve the things that we do and the motivations that we have. Say, preacher, but what can you do when you're a Christian? I can do anything I want, but Jesus changed my want too. I want to live a clean life. I want to love my wife. I want to love my brethren. I want to think good things in my heart about men and women. Why? Because Jesus has dissolved the power of sin. He told me to clean up. Why? Because he's holy. And he wants me to be holy. And he wants you to be holy. He wants you to respond. The last thing is get going. Get going. Get a new start. You know that when we come to the house of God, I think every day is awesome that God makes a sun come up every day, right? So we can have a new start. His mercies are new every morning. The Bible says that he said, go thy way to thine house. Someone asked me some time ago, they said, uh, hey, things going your way? And I said, nope, but I'm going God's way. You know, sometimes things don't go my way. But he said, go your way to your house. God gave him what he was supposed to do. This is your mission from God. You know that sometimes, man, that's the best thing you can do. You know, you have something to deal with. Let's go home, honey. Let's talk about this. Let's go home and let's, let's work this out. You know, that's where we start. Before we can be a missionary, we need to work out things at home. We need to have a love in our house. We need to have forgiveness in our house. We need to have harmony at home. And the Bible says, the steps of a good man. Have you ever heard that? They're ordered by the Lord. Répondez, s'il vous plaît. And he said, I want your steps. Not just that you get healed. Not just that uh, you begin to clean up right where I am. But go out of my sight and serve me. Leave the church and serve me. Say, preacher, what happened when you got home? I believe this. That there was something else from Jesus there. What did Jesus say to him? I don't know. What did Jesus say to us? When we get home, you see, when you invite Jesus Christ into your life, he will do and be a part of your very life. Have you ever used your cell phone? I'm about to close. If sister had come to the piano and it doesn't work, how useless is a cell phone, right? That only makes calls, right? You want it for the internet, videos, Facebook, Twitter, this, that, the other, WeChat, MeChat, WeWe, MeWe, all these other things. That doesn't work. You know what? You get this message, right? Server has stopped the it stopped responding, right? And you got nothing because it stopped responding. It stopped responding to your commands. And you know that I don't want to be like Jesus, that I stop responding. Jesus said, do this. And I'm like, ah, oh, I'm stopped responding. But I'm not the server as a Christian. I'm a servant. And the Bible said that he that is cheapest among you, you'll be the servant of all, the slave. Say, God, what do you want me to do? Because you know what? There was a man whose city is named for down there, St. Augustine, the oldest city in the United States. Before the United States, it was a city. And St. Augustine, I believe, is to have quoted, in his will is our peace. 
You know, in God's will, you'll find rest. In responding to Jesus Christ, you'll find a life that's worth living. And it's responding to him every day. It's a constant RSVP. God, remember when Paul got saved? He said, Lord, what will thou have me to do? I'm ready to respond to you, Jesus. I'm ready to give a response to what your word says. Jesus said, get up. You're free. Jesus said, clean up. You're new. And Jesus said, get going. You're powerful. You get going. Your life has power. The Bible said in Luke chapter 5 and verse 17 that in another account of the same uh, biblical passage, it said the power of the Lord was present to heal them, all of them. You know, the power of the Lord is present here. All we need to do is respond to the power of the Lord. And I'd like to read this illustration before I close. It said that Ruthanna Metzgar was a professional singer. And she tells a story. And she was, several years ago, asked to sing at a wedding of a very wealthy man. And so according to the invitation, the reception would be held on the top two floors of Seattle's Columbia Tower. Now that's the highest skyscraper in the Northwest. Haven't been there. So she and her husband were excited. At the reception, waiters in tuxedos offered luscious hors d'oeuvres, fancy foods. The bride and groom approached on a beautiful glass and brass staircase that led to the top floor. Someone ceremoniously cut a satin ribbon draped across the bottom of the stairs. At the top of the stairs, the maitre d' with a bound book greeted the guests outside the doors. May I have your name, please? And so the singer who sang at the wedding, this is immediately prior to the reception. She says, I'm Ruthanna Metzgar and this is my husband, Roy. So the man, the maitre d' searched the names. He said, I'm not finding it. Could you spell it, please? And Ruthanna spelled her name slowly. And after that, the maitre d' looked up and said, I'm sorry, but your name isn't here. And she said, there must be some mistake. I'm the singer. I mean, I sang for the wedding ceremony. And the major d said, it doesn't matter who you are or what you did. Without your name in the book, you cannot attend the banquet. And he motioned for the waiter and said, show these people the service elevator, please. And they, they followed the waiter past all the beautiful decorations and uh, the shrimp and the smoked salmon and the magnificent ice, uh, the ice, uh, carved ice sculptures. Adjacent to the banquet area, an orchestra was prepared to perform. The musicians were all dressed in these dazzling light tuxedos. And the waiter led Ruthanna and Roy to the service elevator, ushered them in, pushed G for the parking garage. After locating their car and driving several miles in silence, Roy reached over and put his hand on Ruthanna's heart. Sweetheart, what happened? And she said, well, when the invitation arrived, I was busy. I never bothered to RSVP. Besides, I'm the singer. Surely I could go to the reception without returning the RSVP. And then she started to cry. Not only because she had missed the most lavish banquet she'd ever been invited to, but also because she happened to get a small taste of it and what it would be like someday for people as they stand before Christ and find their names are not written in the Lamb's book 
with heads bowed and eyes closed, in reverence unto God, R-S-V-P. The gospel is an invitation of the good news of Jesus Christ. It's an invitation that the good news is that Jesus has paid for your sin. Jesus Christ bore our sins on his body on that cruel tree. The good news is all you need to do is respond and say, Jesus, by faith I accept the what you've done for me. And I want you to be my Lord and Savior. That's the response. And when you do, your name is written down in the Lamb's Book of Life. It's a book with your name in it. Or your name not in it. So preacher, who makes that decision? You do. And Jesus says, from the throne room of grace, he says, répondez s'il vous plaît. He'll say it in French, in Spanish, in Zulu, in English, over every pulpit, every Bible study, every time when you read the Word of God. Reponde, reponde, respond, please respond to the work that the Son has done. For whether it's easier to say, rise up and walk, or to say, Son, thy sins be forgiven thee. And as we've run out of time, these altars are going to be open and the place of prayer is going to be open and friend Christian it's not just a response to God's call out of sin God will lead you every day in your life arise, get up if you've been knocked down, get up if you've gotten all messed up clean up and if you stopped moving get moving for the Lord RSVP, respond and God will lead your life to victory. Let's find a place to pray. Répondez, s'il vous plaît.